Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning into the Listening Life podcast. On today's episode, I will be reflecting on my TA experience, sharing insights from these past few weeks in class about how to have successful communication, listening to your inner voice, and validating people's feelings, along with sharing experiences from my own life in relation to those topics. So, my experience so far as a TA is that I've definitely loved it because I get to listen in on what feels like really a free therapy session. I've taken Dr. A's listening class when I was a junior in my first semester and now being a TA for her listening life course in my second semester as a senior, it's just been such a full circle moment. But also, I'm realizing more growth within myself, and I just love classes like this because I get to learn more about myself, and this is one of those classes that definitely helps with just self-reflection and self-awareness, which I think is an incredibly important thing to be able to do in life. I feel like once you're in tune with yourself, it really helps you with your relationships and your communication with other people. And I love this class and the students in it for sure. They all bring such unique perspectives and I just love hearing just bits and pieces of their stories. They always share really incredible insight. And um, so far in my TAing experience in these last few weeks, I've helped run two review games so far. So our review games are kind of like family feud style where the students are broken up into groups for um, review games for their exams, which uh, both times these last two exams, they've done really good. The students have done really great on them. And I, I think it's just one of those classes where since it's so enjoyable and it's so focused on your self journey and growing that you are able to do pretty well in the class um, if you apply yourself and so um, it's just been really fun just seeing these students grow and uh, but our review games are like family feud style and so they'll be broken up into groups and they come up and we will ask some questions um, in regards to things that we've like taught them and learned and worked with them throughout those few weeks that module and then um, they have to be the first to hit the buzzer and um, if they get it right their team gets a point and we do like the um, bonus rounds and just everything so it's a lot of fun and I really enjoy that and I love seeing the students enjoy it as well because I remember when I was in their shoes um, when I had listening with Dr. A so it's really an amazing experience to be a part of and we talked about a really important thing um, these last few weeks which is the basis of pretty much any communication studies class I feel like you'll take uh, which is this just this basic model um, called the communication process model and so basically it's when um, like there's a source and they send out a message via some type of channel, whether it's text, in person, phone call, and then there's a receiver who receives that. And then they have their feedback on the message, like so they're sending another message back via a channel to the source, and that's just the cycle. 
and then in the middle of that there can sometimes be interference so sometimes the interference can be um, like from within if you're thinking about something uh, that can be some type of interference or if there's some type of actual like noise going on around you um, so that can happen as well in the middle of communicating and I've actually been able to use the communication process model in my relationships I have been able to tell people in a relationship like listen the reason why we're probably not agreeing right now is because although you meant your message the way that you said it um in your own perspective I did not receive the message in that same way and I think that that's just so important I think that's why so many people should learn more about that and should take communication studies classes to understand that because for me since I've taken these classes and now being a TA for a class that talks about this model I'm very aware of whenever somebody says something to me and I don't take it the way that they're intending me to take it and um, when I try to explain that like you know even though you meant it that way like it hurt my feelings because I interpreted it in another way um, sometimes they don't really understand it as much because they don't understand that process so I think that's such an important process um, even if you would like to look up what the communication process model looks like I think it's very helpful um, to know about that so you can know ways to be able to have like healthy communications and sometimes it's going to happen where you send a message as the source and the receiver is going to take it in a way that you did not mean for it to and vice versa and that's when communication comes in where you explain oh no like I meant it like this so that's just super important because successful communication comes from when there's matched meaning when the sender and receiver both um, have like the exact meaning of like whatever the sender sent the receiver took it that way um, so that's how successful communication happens when there's a matched meaning between what the sender said and how the receiver interprets it um, and so we also talked about the power of emotional triggers and how we know how to set off people closest to us um, how we know how to solve their emotional triggers and vice versa and that you know people closest to us will do the same and that can just ultimately affect how we act in the communication process and I think that's very true and it was just very intriguing just relearning that information because I know that I've had people in my life who have purposely and I know purposely set off emotional triggers for me and I've probably done the same or even accidentally set off something um, emotional for them in a conversation and it's completely impacted either the friendship or the relationship or even how the conversation goes so it's super important to understand your emotional triggers and other people's emotional triggers and um, Dr. A even mentioned as one of the discussion topics was you know recalling a time when either your emotional trigger or another person's emotional triggers impacted one's ability to effectively assign meaning to a message so for me I remember um, it made me reflect on times where that's happened and so I know for example 
I've me and my mom we have a very close relationship she's like my best friend so we know what emotional triggers set each other off and so one day um this past summer we got into an argument and um she I triggered my mom's emotional trigger uh, because I said you think you're always perfect and then she triggered my emotional trigger um, because she said oh your roommates were right about you like you think you're always right and that you can't agree like um, if somebody doesn't agree with you then they're automatically wrong and that emotionally triggered me um, because for me I had just went through a really rough patch with my roommates and we had a lot of like just disagreements and we were friends and so when the big like disagreement happened with us it was a very hard time for me and my mom knew that because she was there as a huge support for me during that time in my life so when she said that I was like oh my gosh really like it was just like wow like why would you set off that type of emotional trigger when you know how I feel about that but you know looking at it now it made me realize that she was just in defense mode to set off my emotional trigger one of my emotional triggers because I set off one of hers by saying you always think you're perfect because my mom has expressed to me how you know she always tries to carry herself in a good way but sometimes people can perceive that as her you know thinking she's above people um when that's really not the case it's just she genuinely is a kind person so when I said oh you think you're perfect it was like I was triggering that emotional trigger of what people have already perceived of her before and it's not true so it was you know so when um, Dr. A brought that up I was like oh wow yeah I have done that and it's been done to me too and um, it just it, that situation also shows that when you set off someone especially that you're close to when you set off their emotional trigger then it's so quick for them to want to do the same to you because they want you to see how it feels and so it's that's why it's just very important to be very careful and mindful of that but these type of topics just show how crazy communication really can be and just how bizarre um and just how like humans really work and interact so I really I love classes like this um you know obviously it doesn't always have to be that drastic as that story um because emotional triggers can also be very subliminal in conversations like if you let's say you know didn't get into college or you didn't get into a certain job um that you really wanted to get into and then all of a sudden you're talking with someone or you end up at a seminar or something and all they talk about is that specific college or that specific job you wanted you know that could really set something off in you emotionally so you know sometimes it can be I want to say like accidental if somebody sets off an emotional trigger in you um or sometimes it's just not as drastic as purposely doing it um and you know it was very coincidental that during the time of this lecture uh I actually had an emotional trigger go off for me that I didn't even realize I had and so I think that goes back to um making sure to have those self-awareness moments because if you're not aware or like also self-reflection if you're not aware or reflect on what exactly sets you off emotionally 
then people are not going to know how to be careful with what they say so they won't set those off for you because you know like I mentioned during that time of the lecture it was just crazy because I had just had an emotional trigger set off for me the day before when I went to church because at this church I go to um this lady she was telling this story about cancer and her mom dying from it and just her mom's story of how she beat it a couple times and then there was this one time where she didn't beat it and um she died and how her mom was her best friend and it was very difficult for her and that set off an emotional trigger in me that I didn't even realize I had because I had just I lost my one of my close aunts my aunt Cindy a year ago um, in February of last year and she died from cancer and the story that the lady at the church was saying was very similar to my aunt Cindy's story and I found myself being hysterical I was sobbing I was just very very emotionally triggered and I didn't even realize that hearing another person tell a story about how someone close to them died of cancer like how much that would trigger me because since my aunt's passing I've been around people or I've been in situations where cancer had been discussed but it didn't hit me in the same way as when this lady at the church talked about it and I think it was just different because her story was almost strikingly similar to my aunt Cindy's story and then I think also adding in the factors of those interference of like the music playing in the background like that somber music and stuff too it all just really added together um and then I guess also with it being in a church and you know my aunt Cindy having her funeral at a church and stuff so I think maybe just all those components together completely set off an emotional trigger so I just thought it was interesting but again like I said this class is almost like free therapy for me because as I went through that and then coming to that class that next day and having Dr. A teach about that I was like okay like I understand I was emotionally triggered and not on purpose or anything but you know I realize now that sometimes when it comes to talking about cancer or things like that um or about people beating cancer a few times and then still dying from it understanding that that's something that might trigger me in the future so um that was a very like self-aware moment full circle moment that came for me during that time and so another interesting thing we also talked about was you know understanding your inner voice and once you connect with it it really helps you develop perspectives and it under and it helps you understand more about yourself and others and so we talked about how sometimes our inner voice can be so loud and just full of different thoughts that can cause us to struggle to focus when listening to other people. And so I can definitely attest to this because my mind is constantly going about everything that sometimes I just want it to quiet down and um, it can be a lot dealing with your inner voice sometimes and a really interesting thing we talked about in this lecture is actually in an experiment conducted was that 64% of men and 15% of women chose to self-administer shocks to themselves to avoid listening to their inner voices and so I thought that was very interesting that they would rather experience some type of pain like that instead of um 
hearing their inner voice and sometimes i i would agree it's hard it's very hard um i know right now i'm in this waiting period in my life i'm waiting to find out about a lot of different opportunities that i have been going for and applied for and stuff and so i've been having that inner voice go on and on and on lately about is it going to happen you know whether for for example i applied to grad school i applied to like this internship so i've just been applying to so many different things to further um, the success of my future and i still am in this waiting period for, to hear back from all these different places that i've been interested in so it's it's a lot because your inner voice is just constantly there and it can impact how you listen because sometimes i've even realized i have to stop myself when i'm talking to people or when i'm listening to people lately in my voice i mean in my head i'm listening to the person but my inner voice is just steadily going like oh you know i can't wait till i get home so i can check my email or you know make sure i don't have any missed phone calls and all these different things so it definitely you know when you have a lot going on internally that inner voice can be so loud that it's so hard to really even hear externally when somebody's talking to you and so we also talked about how do you think your inner voice is friendly or do you think it's critical and a lot of students said critical and I would agree with that as well because my inner voice is just very much always like you're not good enough for this position or do you really think that you can succeed in this like my inner voice is constantly telling me that you you can't do this or that you could have did this better and it's really sad because it, it's a lot of people a lot of students were able to relate to that and sometimes I think it just has to do with and I've heard this from a lot of people that sometimes when you go to such a great school like UF where everybody it was the top of the top best of the best from all around the nation to be at UF and then it's like it's almost like you're around all these people that are great and so you feel pressured to keep going and being better and going to all these great heights and it's it's difficult so um we also talked about like what we also talked about what does your inner voice remind you of and what does your inner voice tell you and so i would answer that by saying that my inner voice reminds me of truly a critic it does it reminds me of a person who like on a cooking show or on some type of competition show and there's that critic and it reminds me of the type of critic that starts off with the good part about you but then they're like but and then they give you all this like negative feedback that's the type of critic that i feel like my inner voice is because i give myself some grace sometimes where i'm like oh well you did this well but then i always have a but to like counteract that comment to or compliment to myself where i'm like okay well you did really great for your speaking for this part but you really did a terrible job at this you know so it's just like that's the type of inner voice i would say it reminds me of and my inner voice what it tells me is that i'm good and I did well I did well but also I can I can do better so and I think a lot of people definitely can relate to that which is sad because I feel like 
we deserve to give ourselves grace nobody's perfect but you know things happen and it's very hard we're our own we are our own worst critics to ourselves so um but we also talked about different listening techniques and actually um my fellow ta kathleen and i we ran an activity on one of those techniques so we focused on practicing mindfulness as we really just guided the students through different exercises where they could tune into their inner voice and we had them tap into physical noise um psychological noise physiological noise as well and my favorite part of the activity was when they wrote down their stressors and what emotions come up for them with those stressors and then we did a meditation exercise which I also loved because it was a start for them to see what exactly is causing them stress in their life and the meditating to help clear their mind which in turn could help them have a more clear mind when going into listening and so we also provided websites and journals to help them continue this journey during their personal time um, there are of course many many resources out there to help practice mindfulness and journaling but these are some of the ones we provided for the students so one of them was journal prompts for self-discovery and self-reflection which was an article on psychcentral.com and then we did journaling for mindfulness, 44 prompts, examples, and exercises, which is an article on positivepsychology.com. And then we also recommended Create Your Own Calm, a journal for quieting anxiety by Mira Lee Patel, which is actually a journal I personally own and I really enjoy it. And then we recommended Calm, a day and night reflection journal, Inner World by Insight Editions, which is also a journal that I personally own. And both of those physical journals I just named can be found for only about $10 or so on Amazon. Um, and then of course, we um, also did another Positive Mind journal, which is actually called Positive Mind Self-Care Journal, and it can be ordered on graphedefrance.com. Um, and I can also try to provide the links to those sources as well in the Spotify description for this episode so you all can um, uh, purchase that or look on the websites and start your own mindfulness inner voice journey because I think journaling and you know having those type of mindful prompts at least once a day can really start and set the tone for your day. So as a reflection, I believe that when I ran this mindfulness activity that I did an okay job. I definitely believe I could have did better at probing for more questions and engagement. I think that I did pretty well with trying to um, help guide the students and, you know, listening to their feelings and feedback about how they felt about the activities but I wish I would have did a little bit of a better job at you know making the activity a little more engaging for them and um, Dr. A's suggestions for me was also to just be aware of not rushing through the activity which I realized that sometimes I can do that sometimes I think I get a little overwhelmed or that self-critic in me like I mentioned starts going off and I'm like I think I'm doing terrible let me hurry up and get through this instead of just letting it um, run its process 
but um, I also really loved her positive feedback as well because she told me I did a great job at validating students' feelings whenever they did speak. And I really appreciated that because my goal in life is to always make people feel heard and understood. And I really try my hardest with that. So I really appreciated that she saw that in me. Um, and she helps kind of counteract that inner critic I was having within myself during that activity. And then Dr. A also suggested to um, suggested for me to take it a step further than just showing them my journals, but also maybe next time sharing an entry, which I do think that could have been useful. So on this episode, I will actually share one of my entries from each of the journals I just mentioned. So from the Create Your Own Calm journal, there was a quote on the left side of the page that said, beauty is not in the face, beauty is a light in the heart. And that quote is by Khalil Gibran. And then on the right side of the page was a journal prompt which said, what are three things that give your life meaning? So I wrote family and friends, music and my future. Um, so wanting to experience getting married and having children and buying my first house, things like that. Those are things that really give my life meaning. It's just knowing that I want to live long enough to fulfill milestones of my future, like marriage and kids and stuff. I love music. It definitely gives my life meaning. And my family and friends. And I count that as one because I have friends that have became family to me. So... Um, so those are just, that's like an example of a prompt that you do and it just feels good to write that down on paper. And then also every page of that journal on the left side, there will always be a quote to that inspires you before you even start writing. And then in my calm day and night reflection journal, this more asks you about how many hours you slept, how do you feel, um, how do you feel today, how did you feel when you woke up, and you know, your goals and stuff. So one of my entries in here just said, you know, I woke up feeling tired, anxious, and overwhelmed, but my goal was to conquer the day by being productive and getting work done in time and making time for the gym and stuff. So that's like an example out of those two journals, um, just so you can get an idea before you purchase it and I would give both journals a five out of five highly recommended it's just very therapeutic but as I mentioned there are so many other amazing journals and I know places like Target and even five below they all have some really good journals that you can um, get if you want to actually physically go to a store so you can flip through the pages and see those are some great spots to start then we also talked about validation. So we talked about how communicative validation is defined by James Williams as accepting the person you're speaking with as the person they are, which means listening to them and accepting that what they're saying is their belief. But, you know, it also doesn't mean that validation doesn't equal agreeance. So this lecture definitely hit home for me and it made me do some serious, serious reflection and reevaluating because I thought about the many times in my life where someone has hurt me so bad and I just wanted to continue just listing each and every way like why they were wrong because I was just in this headspace of how can you not see how wrong you are in this situation? But after being a part of this lecture, I had to just sit back and be like, oh, wow, there are so many situations where I could have did a lot better at validating people's feelings. And 
I just always used to view validation as just agreeing and letting the other person win but I've now realized that even if you feel like a person was incredibly wrong in a situation you still need to validate what they're saying validation doesn't always have to be in disagreements but just in general when a person is expressing their feelings like maybe they're really stressed or something being there to just validate their feelings is so crucial and um, one student in the class even mentioned that sometimes when it comes to validation it may be easier to not validate their feelings or to be judgmental especially when y'all aren't agreeing on something because at the end of the day they're your family and they're stuck with you whereas a friend friends can come and go so you may be more afraid to step on their toes when it comes to validation and so that really gave me another perspective as well because I never thought about that sometimes when it comes to family it's easier to just not validate their feelings or to just be more judgmental or to not even consider it and to consider yourself to be the right one and to not be afraid to argue because you're stuck with your family and I think that back to the example I mentioned earlier about me and my mom I think it was the same thing with us as we realized like even though we just set each other's emotional triggers off we're still mom and daughter we're going to be upset with each other but we'll be okay at the end versus if that would have happened with a friend we probably would not be friends anymore so I thought that was a very very unique perspective and it just made me reflect on that you know regardless of if it's a family or if it's a friend if it's a family member or a friend I need to be aware of not triggering people emotionally and validating their emotions and not thinking that I'm guaranteed for somebody to always be in my life and so just ignoring how they feel because I know that they're stuck with me because that's not okay it's you know so it's you know that's just something to think about you know even though they're your family you know still validate them um and you know remembering that validation does not mean you agree it just means that you hear them and you're letting them have you know their belief and you're letting them you know feel the way that they feel without telling them that they're wrong but also being able to still believe what you believe um, and sometimes it can be really hard especially if you're validating someone but another person isn't validating you but you know that's okay just continue to be a good person on your end um, and just it's a good way of practicing your communication skills we also did a validation activity so students were assigned groups and had to share a personal response to questions like what made you smile this week and what is something you're working through in your life right now um, and then as each person answered everyone in their group practiced validating each other through the six validation steps that James Williams had in his book which is being present and practicing reflecting using filling words understanding the context and perspective in a situation, creating a supportive environment, and validating a person's feelings and showing genuine care. And so the students seemed to really enjoy it and they seemed really relieved that people were listening to them. And I even, you know, took that activity with my friends and we did it with each other. Uh, it almost reminded me of the cards that you can purchase. It's, uh, I think it's called We're Not Really Strangers. And they have a whole bunch of deep 
um, thought-provoking questions like that that can really help you um, validate and listen to people's feelings. So I really love questions like that and getting to know people on a deeper level. So I thought it was great. And just walking around and seeing everyone enjoy themselves and talking, I just thought that was great. And one thing that Dr. A mentioned during this activity is that she noticed that a lot of people in the group, even though they were into the conversation, they had their phones in sight. And even though they weren't on their phones, you know, having your phone out can be almost a distraction because it's as soon as a notification comes in or something it's so easy to think that um to be pushed to look at the notification and sometimes when you're listening to another person and they see that you have your phone out they know that they have your attention but they also know that it can go away almost as quickly as they got your attention because your phone's right there so um from Dr. A's suggestion, I would also say that I would recommend if you're having a conversation with someone to try to just put your phone out of sight so you're not tempted to look at it. And so the person knows, the person that's talking to you knows that they have your full attention and that there's not going to be a chance that it's going to be um, turned away because your phone goes off or you get a notification or a phone call or something. So. I would definitely say that because sometimes I struggle with that. Sometimes when I'm having long conversations with a friend or a family member, I'll have my phone out or I'll like quickly check the time and I understand that sometimes that can be it can almost make a person feel rushed or not listened to and I know that sometimes when I like for example my mom or one of my friends if they're if I'm talking and they start getting on their phone or even just looking at it I'm like okay maybe I'm talking too much or they're not interested in what I'm saying so just you know being mindful of things like that that you may not even think about is a great way in working on your listening and communication journey um and so i will say overall um you know so far as a ta what i've enjoyed is that like i mentioned in the beginning of the episode i really just love learning more about myself but also connecting with the students and just hearing their perspectives and stories and just watching them blossom on their listening journey these students really are growing in ways that i don't even think they're realizing and i just think it's super super amazing and so cool just going from a student and seeing how Dr. A probably saw my growth as a listener and as a student and a communicator and now being like the shoe on the other foot and I'm getting to see other students who first came in trying to somewhat have an open mind not really knowing what they're getting themselves into and then just seeing just how much they've grown even in the way that they communicate when they have something that they want to contribute to the discussion so I just think it's really amazing I love seeing growth I really do so it's been really cool that's what I've definitely enjoyed um and I also realized that I want to challenge myself more by not being so timid sometimes and just being more confident when leading activities. And um, I even talked with Dr. A about possibly leading a lecture. So in my next episode, hopefully I will have led one or at least by the end of my podcasting journey for the listening life, I can um, say that I did a lecture by myself or at least partially by myself. So um, I definitely want to challenge myself in that that way and I'm just really looking forward to continuing growing myself as a person but also as a leader and just watching the students continue to grow as well.
well. Um, And so like I mentioned in my introduction episode, I would like to end all of these episodes with a quote that is um, related to listening. So the quote I will say is, the most basic of all human needs is to understand and be understood. The best way to understand people is to listen to them. And this is by Ralph Nichols. Um, And I would say that I really think that this quote is really good because a lot of humans want to be understood and I think that starts with self-reflection and being self-aware of things that trigger you um, of what distracts you and um, coming into conversations with a clear mind so you can understand ask questions probe when needed um, so that you can be a good listening and support system for someone but then also in turn have them be able to understand you as well because sometimes that's all a person wants is just for someone to understand and again when it comes to validation not even necessarily agreeing but just understanding and that can't happen unless a person truly listens um so i definitely agree with this quote that the best way to understand people is to genuinely listen give your full attention um and just overall being respectful in the communication process And that is all for today's episode of the Listening Life podcast. So please be sure to continue to tune in on Spotify. Thanks for listening and have a wonderful day.